Hey, architecture firm owners and emerging leaders, get ready for unparalleled insight into the development of a world-class architecture firm and a worldwide organization driving the digital transformation of the design and construction industry with Build Smart, the podcast that's changing how our profession operates. We share the incredible stories behind innovation in the building industry with my friend and co-host, Patrick McLaney, FAIA, former CEO of the international architecture firm, HOK. You know, Yamasaki's office or firm lasted during his lifetime. And when he passed away, I think that was the end of the Yamasaki office. Helmut did not want that. He wanted a firm that would live out and grow beyond the founders. In season one, discover the untold stories behind HOK's meteoric rise, from 150 employees in St. Louis to a powerhouse with over 1,900 staff members and 27 offices worldwide. You know, they weren't as polite as the Kojima people. That was just boom. And anytime you have a creditor, whether it's Kojima or the bank, that wants their money, unless you can raise money someplace else, you are out of business. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And hold on tight for season two, where Patrick takes us on a new adventure as chairman of Building Smart International, shaping the future of digital transformation in the design, construction, and operation of built assets. Ian Howell, Ken Harold, and I, Ken was my technical representative from HOK. The three of us took a tour of Europe of five cities in five days. Very busy time. Simply follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Build Smart Now and uncover lessons that will transform you and your architecture firm. We know that running a small firm is tough and ending the year with a profit may be even tougher. That's why we created Profit for Small Firm Architects. It's a three-module digital course and it's available to you for free right now by visiting entrearchitect.com slash free course. This is Entre Architect Podcast, episode 114. Welcome back to the Entre Architect Podcast. My name is Mark Arlapage, and this is the podcast dedicated to a successful life as a small firm architect. Whether you have plans to someday start your own firm whether you're in the process of launching a startup or you might be an experienced small firm architect just trying to make a difference, this podcast is for you. My goal is to inspire you to build a better business so that you may pursue your purpose with passion and live the life of your dreams. As the leader, it's our responsibility to fill each seat with the right person. We determine who's on our team and how it's assembled, and and we set the standards for how our team will work. Get it wrong, and your desire to grow will quickly disappear in frustration. Get it right, and you will build a team of smart, inspired people eager to help you achieve your dreams. So how do we do that? How do we ensure that our team will thrive? This week on Entree Architect Podcast, I will give you a strategy for growth and share with you the three R's of team building. 
This episode of the Entree Architect podcast is sponsored by FreshBooks, the easiest way to send invoices, manage expenses, and track your time. Learn more at freshbooks.com slash architect. So last week, I had the great pleasure of speaking with consultant and executive coach Steve Langrude, uh, and, and we talked about leadership, and we discussed how to start and grow and inspire a team as a leader of a small firm architecture studio. If you have not yet uh, listened to that episode, I highly recommend that you do so after you listen to this one. Just go to entrearchitect.com slash episode 113, and you will you'll hear the whole thing. It's, it's definitely worth, worth the listen. I've gotten uh, lots and lots of feedback this week about how how inspiring it was and some some really valuable nuggets in that episode. This week, I want to talk about, um, I want to get a little deeper about some of the things we talked about with Steve. I just, I have some thoughts this week speaking with some of my Academy members, um, and I wanted to share them here with you today on the podcast. We talked about with Steve how the, the first step is to, is to dig deep down into ourselves and learn um, about our own strengths and our own weaknesses. Uh, knowing who we are and what we, what we are good at will help us uh, to build a strong team. Understanding our own strengths and weaknesses will allow us to see the gaps that we might have and, and where, where we need to fill them in. And hiring the right team members should, should complement um, our strengths and support our weaknesses. So um, when we first start, we really need to start with us. We need to understand who we are and what we're doing. So when we first start building a team, uh, you know, we need to know who we are. When I first started, and many of the architects that I speak with, I, I hear the idea that we just want another one of us. You know, we just want the, a person with the same strengths and the same weaknesses and the same skills and the same talents as us. I always joke about it. You know, if I could just make a clone machine, I would, I would, you know, be a billionaire. I'd just make a bunch more of me and they would just do what I do and we would, we would rule the world of architecture. But to build a strong team, we really, we really don't want that. We really don't want a room full of me's. God, God forbid we, we have a whole room full of me's. I definitely don't want that for me. Uh, and I don't think you really want it for you either. I think we want a smart, skilled, talented, balanced team. You know, we want somebody to complement our strengths and we want somebody who will support our weaknesses. We want people who are not like us, um, but are talented in their own right and do things that we maybe can't do. Um, and this overall process of building a team, it takes time. So we need to start with, with uh, you know, building the business, building the, the, the business plan and developing our systems. I talk about that in other episodes, but, but really, if you haven't done that, if you haven't built a business plan or uh, uh, developed a business plan um, and, and built your systems, you really, you're not ready to build a team. Uh, you'll find that with, if you start without that, and I've experimented with that early in my career of hiring people before I was ready. Um, it'll be very, very frustrating. Um, you know, after knowing who we are, it's, it's, then we need to know how our firm works, right? So we need to figure out those systems. So before we start hiring, we need to build 
those systems. So if we start to build the team without the systems in place and, and just rely on finding someone who is just like us with our skills and our talents, talents someone uh, smart, they'll just they'll just want to use their own systems, right? They'll They'll just do what they do. And so without having your own systems, it'll get very, very frustrating. Uh, because the person that you hire, that their system may not be compatible with your system. It may work, but it may not work with your system. So the, the first step in hiring a team is to understand your strengths and your weaknesses and understand who you are. Uh, and the second step is to build your systems before you hire your team. Uh, so you need to understand how you work and you need to understand how your firm works and it needs to be documented and established. And, and then, and only then should you build a team, you start hiring a team. And as you build your team, uh, I want to help you with who, you know, how are you going to find the right people? How are you going to find that right person? How are you going to build a team that uh, will get you to where you want to go? And and I want to clarify that process with three R's. So it's going to be very easy to remember the three R's of building a team. Uh, the first R is to understand the roles that you're looking for. The roles of of uh, of the the process that you you've established these processes and in that process in that system there are specific roles that need to be performed in order to uh, make those systems work so you need to understand the roles number two is the responsibilities what are the responsibilities of the people who have those roles okay so that's number the second R and the third R is results so we need to know not only what the roles are and what the responsibilities are but what are the expectations of those responsibilities? What are the specific results um, of, of those roles and those responsibilities? So those are the three R's, roles, responsibilities, and results. So I wanna get a little bit into each one of those. So let's start with roles. So what are the roles that, that you're performing uh, as, as uh, the leader of, the pro of, of your firm uh, that maybe you should not be performing? Whether you're, you, you, uh, other people can do it better. Uh, there may be other things that you should be doing that are more valuable to the, to the development and the, and the growth of your firm. Um, or maybe you just can't do it. Maybe you're just not uh, qualified to do it. You know, in my case, um, putting, putting together three-dimensional models you know, or BIM, I no idea. I'm, I'm not skilled at BIM, and I have no idea how to put together uh, three-dimensional drawings. Um, other than basic SketchUp. So rather than spending a long time developing the skills to do that, I'm much better at, at other things. I'm much better at, at developing the business and finding the clients and working, working to, to, uh, to market the firm. Those are skills that I'm very good at and developing 3D models is not something that I should be doing in, in the position that I'm in at this point. So, so you need to understand that. Um, you want to hire for roles. You don't want to hire for tasks. Um, let's 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 do, let's sort of break that apart. Roles and tasks. That's something that's very often mis misunderstood and confused. The definition of task um, is is a piece of work assigned or done as part of one's duties. So it's a piece of work. It's a 
It's a task. It's a piece of work. The definition of a role uh, are the actions or the activities assigned to or required uh, or expected of a group or, uh, or a person. The, so the definition of role is actions. Okay, It's the actions or the activities of a specific person. Um, the tasks are the actual piece of work that you're doing. So tasks is, is, a, is a piece of work and roles are, the, are one's actions. So when hiring, you want to hire for roles. You want to look at, their, at, at, at the potential, uh, 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 you want to look at the strengths and the weaknesses of the people you're considering and make sure that they're compatible with the roles that you want to hire for. What are, the, what are their skill sets? Um, so, so a role might be, let's say for an example, the role might be uh, management of finances. Okay, so that's the role. And the tasks for that role might be preparing invoices and paying bills and um, preparing budgets and developing strategic plans. Those are tasks of the role of management of finances. So you want to understand uh, all the roles within your firm. So you've developed these systems. You know how these systems work. Now what are the roles in order to perform those systems? Uh, and you need to understand all the roles for for each uh, system in your firm. Then you want to list them, list all the roles as part of your business plan, or or just list them, just put them down. Every role that you want to eventually have filled. Um, you don't need to hire one person per role. You know, one single person might have several roles. Um, the the person that you hire for management of finances, that role might. Um, may all that the role of managing finances may also the person who you've hired for that may also perform the role of greeting uh and serving customers um, they may also manage the firm's schedules so those are three different roles one is managing finances one is greeting and serving people or customers um, the other one is managing the firm's schedule so those are three different roles they could easily be held held and handled by one specific person um, another role might be the management of the development of construction documents. Um, another one might be managing clients' expectations. So those are roles as well. People and someone who is going to manage the client's expectations. Um, another, the, the other role might be the development of construction documents. So the first R to understand in the, in, uh, in the development of your firm is, are the roles. You want to hire for the roles. You want to hire for the roles that you should not be doing or the roles at where you have weaknesses. Let's take a quick break here to say thank you to FreshBooks for their support as a platform sponsor of Entree Architect. Because as a platform sponsor, FreshBooks has provided funding and support for our overall mission here at Entree Architect. They recognize the need for small firms like us to build better businesses in order to be better architects. FreshBooks is the easy to use accounting software designed to help us small firm owners get organized, save time, and get paid faster. It takes care of invoicing, expense tracking, estimating, reporting, and it all happens out on the cloud so you have access to your information from anywhere that you have access to the internet. And I use FreshBooks for my own small firm, FiveCat Studio, and my favorite feature of the FreshBooks software is sending my invoices by email and allowing my clients to pay by credit card. When FreshBooks says that you'll get paid faster, they're not kidding. 
With the convenience of clicking a button and paying by credit card, many of my clients pay now as soon as they receive their invoice. And for those clients who don't pay right away, FreshBooks automatically sends them a reminder of the balance due at an interval that I set. So once I send an invoice, I can go back to being an architect and I don't need to chase down any of my clients. And Tim Lee of FreshBooks will show you how easy it is to send invoices by email on our exclusive video series Tim and I produced exclusively for the Entree Architect community. Check out this free video series at entrearchitect.com slash freshbooksvideo. There's no catch. There's no email. It's completely free. Just go to entrearchitect.com slash freshbooksvideo and you will get the videos right away. There's three of them. Shows you everything you need to know about getting started. And then go to freshbooks.com slash architect, freshbooks.com slash architect and sign up for your free 30-day trial and give it a try. It's free. I suggest you just send one invoice and see what happens. That's how I got started. Just send one invoice to one client and see how it works. And when I did that and I got paid much faster than usual, I signed up for the rest of it and I set up my whole my whole account at FreshBooks. FreshBooks.com slash architect for your free 30-day trial. And be sure to enter Entree Architect in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Entree Architect in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Entree Architect and how did you hear about a section? The second step, the second R in this process is responsibilities. So once you've established the roles and you've determined what role you're going to fill next, because now, now you're, you're, you're looking to build a team, you've built your business plan, you've created your systems, you've established the roles. Now you're going to pick one of those roles or several of those roles, and you're going to look for a team member to fill those roles. Um, that team member, you know, you may already have a team and that those roles might be filled by somebody already on your team who are not performing those roles right now, or you might be hiring a new person for your team who are going to perform those roles. And so, what are the responsibilities of those roles? So once you've, you've set the roles, what are the responsibilities for each one of those roles? And, he, and here, here, this is where communication is critical as you build your team. What are the, ro- are the responsibilities for your role? Uh, this, this week, I wrote a blog post over at entrearchitect.com slash blog. You'd be able to get to the whole blog. Um, but this week's blog post is 17 essential elements of successful teams. And it's my experience over the years of being uh, a, a, a leader of a small architecture firm. These are the things that I've learned. These are the 17 essential elements of successful teams. What made the teams successful in my experience, as well as what are, what are some of the things that didn't make my team successful? What are the, the essential elements that uh, keep those, those things that that don't make successful teams away. So check that blog post out. I think you'll, you'll like that. But the number one essential element in successful team building is communication to, to be able to clearly communicate uh, what you want someone to do and the expectations uh, of, of, uh, of each member of your team. So communication is, is critical. So when you hire for specific roles, that role must come with specific documented responsibilities. So you need to write down what are the specific 
responsibilities for the role uh, that you're hiring for. So maybe maybe you're hiring uh, for the managing of finances. Let's go back to that example, managing finances. So the, the responsibility of that role might be to communicate the status of the financial health of your firm on a weekly basis. So that's the responsibility or one responsibility of that role of the person who is managing finances. Um, again, tasks are different. Tasks for that responsi- responsibility might be to, to publish uh, profit and loss statements, might be to publish uh, balance sheets to, to review each week. Um, so the role of managing finances comes with the responsibility of communicating the status of the financial health of your firm. Okay, so that might be one responsibility of that role. So make sure that's written down. What are all of the responsibilities of the role that you're trying to fill? The role and the responsibility is established by you. You decide what the role is and you decide what the responsibilities are. And that is established by you as the leader. The tasks required to perform the work should also be established by you, but 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 those systems, that's, that's all part of your systems. The tasks required to perform the work is part of your systems. But you have to, the, the systems will evolve. The process uh, um, will evolve. The role and the responsibilities pretty much stay the same. The, in your system, there are roles and there are responsibilities within those roles. But the tasks of how that work is being performed essentially, you know, uh, initially may be set by you and your systems, but your team may find better or more efficient ways of performing that work. And you need to be open uh, to those possibilities and your system may may uh, evolve. And so uh, the tasks evolve and the, and the roles and the responsibilities do not. And so, uh, so responsibilities, they need to be documented, they need to be established, they need to be understood, they need to be com- clearly, very clearly communicated uh, verbally and in documentation. So that's, those are the, those are the first two R's, the first R's roles. And the second R are the responsibilities. So now the third role, the third role are the results and the results are really what matters most. The results are, are, um, we set the roles and and we communicate the responsibilities, but the, the results will determine whether our team is succeeding or not. Right. They may be doing the role, they might be performing the responsibilities, and maybe the results are not being met. Um, You need to document, just like the responsibilities, you need to document the roles or document the results for each role. Um, What are the specific results that you want um, to to happen from uh, from this role? What, you, what, what do you expect this role and responsibilities to look like? Black and white. This will, be, this will allow you to have a black and white gauge on whether or not your team member is performing uh, the, the role that you've, that, you, um, that you've assigned to them as expected. These are the results. You either met those results or you didn't meet those results. The expectations are clear and the specific results either they either happened or they didn't happen. And so developing uh, developing co- construction documents, go back to that example. The results might be that the project was sent out for bid on time as per the schedule. That might be a specific result. On each project, did the project go out on time? Uh, yes or no. Uh, another result 
uh, that might be whether the project was built with um, with a specific number of change orders, less than a certain number of change orders. So that that will require a certain level of documentation in your construction drawings. Um, what are the the result? The result is maybe the project was completed with less than than five change orders. You know, that's that's the result. Um, or maybe the the bids uh, came in within a specific limited range. So the 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 budget was was uh, a specific number. You prepared a set of construction documents that that were uh, intended to be built for that specific budget, and the bids came in all within a certain percentage of that expectation. That might be another result that you expect. Um, they, there, there might be design results that you that you set, uh, specific details that are developed. You know, th the specific results that you want to occur from the role that you're setting. Um, these results are all dependent on the quality of the construction documents that we're talking about, right? So, um, and it's the responsibility of the team member who has that role to make sure that those results are are met. Right. So the results, you have to document them. You have to make them clear and they, they are set. So as you prepare to, to hire the person, the next person on your team, you want to est establish these results and you want to uh, follow these three R's, the roles, responsibilities, and the results. That's how we're going to get the right people in the right seats. Um, you want to document each role, list the responsibilities for that role, establish the results that will determine whether or not the responsibilities have been met, right? So that's what we're looking for. Um, this document should also be reviewed by the team member fulfilling that role and signed that they agree with the responsibilities and the expected results. So this becomes sort of an agreement that this, when you're hiring this person for this role, here are the agreements. And so when you hire somebody, um, there might be several roles that they're going to fulfill. And so there might be several uh, uh, documents that they are reviewing and agreeing to. Then when you have performance reviews, this document can be used as a communication tool during that conversation on whether they've met those results or not. It'll make that difficult discussion with somebody on your team who's not meeting the results uh, much easier. You can bring out this document that everybody agreed on when we first started and either they've met the results or not. You can pull that sheet out and say, okay, did we meet the re these results or did we not? And if you did not, then you can have a conversation about how do we need to adjust the the process? How do we adjust the system? Uh, or maybe how do we adjust the role or the responsibility to help them meet the results, how, how to meet the expectations. So it, this document not only helps you hire your team, but it helps you refine your team. It helps you create a team that's really strong because the role, results are black and white. We either met them or we did not. When you, when you hire a team like this, when you build a team using the three R's, um, you'll build a strong balanced team. You'll have the right people in the right seats. Um, and a strong balanced team, they're going to help you achieve your goals. They're going to help you uh, reach for your vision. They're going to help you live your mission. If you don't have the right people in the right seats, 
It is nothing but frustration. Uh, and this is how you get the right people in the right seats. You follow the three R's, you, you establish the roles, you establish the responsibilities, you establish the results, and everybody agrees on them. And so with the, the three R's of team building, the roles and the responsibility and results, your team will thrive and, and they'll be happier. And, and in the end, you'll be happier and you'll make more money. And so build a strong, healthy team using the three R's of team building. All throughout this month, this month of March 2016, we are writing about and talking about the theme of leadership over at the blog at entrearchitect.com slash blog or right here at the podcast. Um, you can subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any episodes at entrearchitect.com slash iTunes. You can subscribe at iTunes. And we'd love a review or a rating over at iTunes. You can just go over there, entrearchitect.com slash iTunes and leave us a review or a rating. And we're also on Facebook. We have a really active Facebook group at entrearchitect.com slash group that will get you right there over at the Facebook group uh, loaded up with architects talking about business and leadership and life. It's a private group, so you have to um, you know, request membership over there and we'll look at it. And as long as you're an architect, you're welcome to join in on the conversation. Um, I want to know what your thoughts about leadership are. You can go to the show notes at entrearchitect.com slash episode 114 and leave your thoughts or, or just head over to the Entree Architect Facebook group and leave your thoughts over there. And don't forget, don't forget to pick up your access to our free three-module digital course, Profit for Small Firm Architects. Just head over to entrearchitect.com slash free course and pick it up. It's free. There's no catch. It's just we just want you to, to, to succeed uh, and and learn how to build a profitable course. It's our gift to you. And that's it. That's it for this show. My name is Mark R. LePage, and I am an entrepreneur architect. And I encourage you to do what I do and share what you know. I'll see you next week. Have a great week. I've mentioned it to my family, but in terms of telling people like, oh yeah, we're doing this, I'm looking for projects. You got anything? Yeah. I'm, I'm not there yet because it scares the out of me. Dreaming of launching your own architecture firm? Well, we'll buckle up for a wild ride with Emerging, the podcast that shares what it's really like to start an architecture firm. Where do we begin? We don't even know what type of business to formalize as. Is it an LLC? Is it an LLP? Like how are taxes? I mean, the list is astronomical. Season one featured founders, Jeffrey, Lexi, and Chris, owners of Level Studio Architecture, are your fearless guides on this unfiltered journey from napkin sketches to a thriving studio. One evening, stumbled into one last dive, we sat at the bar and pondered our postgraduate futures. Amidst the conversation, a napkin became the canvas for our aspirations, sketching plans and milestones, sealing our heartfelt commitment and shared dreams. In drawing down dreams on a napkin collectively, that, 
then you know in your head you've rooted like oh i'm connected to these people like long term the process of starting an architecture practice brims with excitement and challenges demanding meticulous planning flawless execution and unyielding resilience i kind of hate the term because it's so overly used but i think everybody knows imposter syndrome and i think it's it's so real to this day i i, I don't know if it's with everybody but with me i'm always questioning like us? Can we do this? Are we ready to do this? Are we prepared? Can we do it? Did we just decide a name? <laughs> we did it, guys. Oh my one that God. came out of nowhere. Woo! It came out of nowhere. I liked it. I saw it. Ready to turn your aspirations into reality? Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Emerging and chart your own path to architectural success. Calling all small firm architects. It's time to tap into your full potential with Entree Architects Context and Clarity, where inspiration meets innovation. Hey, it's Mark Arlapage, founder of Entree Architect, and I'm inviting you to join my two favorite co-hosts, Jeff Eccles and Katie Kangas, as they bring together authors, experts, and thought leaders for electric conversations with entrepreneur architects around the globe. It's not just a podcast. It's a community where dreams meet action. There is a simple equation there. And what for me, what that did, just doing that basic calculation was it allowed me to compare what I had actually saved in my retirement accounts to what I thought a possible projected annual spend might be. Artists are temperamental, so beautiful design is going to be a priority. When the job is done, we're going to actually need to live in the house, not live with the person who designed it. <laughs> and so for me, the, the artistic skill, the architectural skill is most important. And so I would say like that would be 60% of it, if not more. Gain insights to build a successful practice. Subscribe, engage, and let's redefine your future together. Join the Context and Clarity community, where every conversation adds to your blueprint for success.